another conversation with God. I could also title these conversations Precious Moments with my very own personal Lord and Savior. Or maybe my precious moments. I think I like the sound of that. But I'm most curious as to what you call your special times with him. Our feeble selves, our feeble minds, our feeble understanding. Our feeble selves, our feeble minds, our feeble understanding. Being still in your presence, I found you to be massively overwhelming. I found myself having to acknowledge that you are more enormous in power and love and in authority than any being that ever existed or will ever exist. Being still in your presence, I became so pitifully ashamed for humankind that we place so much importance on people, places, and things who do not even have the power to lift a finger without your personal permission. To lift a finger without your attention toward it. Ah, Lord God. You, you, Lord, are in every movement that we make. And we cannot do one small thing without you being in it. In my precious moments with you, I realize that you are the great mastermind. I love it that you have mastered my steps, my journey here on earth. And I have only to follow you carefully. Follow your carefully laid out divine plan for me. Just follow. As I sit here and look at the barren trees, they do nothing except wait for you to command the seasons. And then... They are full of brilliant color again. Barren today, fruitful in a few months. It seems everything knows how to wait for you to speak, except your very own creation, those made in the likeness of you.
but in humble simplicity, I lay still waiting for your voice, waiting for your touch. I am familiar with your touch. From a child, I experienced it. And I have not wanted to ever be without it. The smallest to the biggest idea that comes into the mind of humankind, you are a part of it. You're the one that allows it to come into existence, whether it be productive or without value or merit at all. Whether it be good or evil, it is still subject to your approval. (laughs) Boy, oh boy. My Lord, my Lord, you are big. You are almost too big for little old me to drink in. Yet, I continue to try. Sometimes I just want to drink in as much as you will allow me to hold. Actually, sometimes I want even more than I can even stand. I'm remembering how once you almost threw me off the bed for begging you for the power and the anointing that you gave to Jeremiah and Ezekiel. Remember that? I said, I want what Jeremiah and Ezekiel has. And I begged you. And then without warning, I found myself gasping for breath, almost choking, because the depth of that anointing was more than I could handle. (laughs) You remember, Lord? It was as if you were saying, well, that'll learn you, darn you. Don't ask for what is not yours to have. And don't ask for what you cannot embody. Who are you, big God? Do we really know? Will we ever know in this sphere? I'm sitting here looking at the birds flying through the air, owning it and not losing their balance, not tumbling to the ground. I'm just watching them on today. Wow. They are mastering a skill that is given only to the fowls of the air. The fowls of the air. Hmm. We can't take ownership of that handiwork. Man will never be able to understand that body of work. Man will never be able to imitate or possess it. Well, you already know how we like to take ownership for your stuff. I'm looking at you, and I'm thinking about myself. Can I blow breath hard enough to make a twig move or a tree bend? Wow. I am indeed feeble. I am so dependent upon you 
for the wind that I enjoy upon my exhausted soul. I'm only able to stand with my arms outstretched and my mouth open wide to drink in and absorb your precious wind that blows all around me, occupying every ounce of space with ranges of movement that are so vast that I cannot even fathom their direction or their speed. Gosh, gee whiz, I am indeed so feeble. You are way bigger than me. The wind, the trees, the birds. It's all more than I can handle sometimes. Who am I compared to you? Dare I continue to think of myself so big and grand and awesome and majestic and all-powerful when in fact I am indeed oh so feeble. We are not the powerful ones but the chosen vessels waiting for you to pour into us sufficient power to fulfill your divine and glorious purpose here on this earth. So I learned that. What did I learn? That we have no power of ourselves except that you share it with us. And even in that, comes only the measure that you deem sufficient. Because when we try to empower ourselves and we give ourselves more than you ordain for us to have, we have a tendency to self-destruct. I am still. I'm sitting in your presence still. When the earth is still, that alone is you willing it to be so. Why have the stars not fallen from the earth? you will them to remain in place. The sun did not burn us to a crisp and kill us all because you controlled the temperature because we could not. The new word, the new buzzword now is global warming. I laugh quietly (laughs) and I say to myself, it's just Jesus. It's just God being almighty. I want to run out and yell to them and say, if he wanted to burn us alive, he could. If he wanted to freeze us to death, he could. Oh, my Lord. You make me laugh. I take you serious all the time, but I laugh because you amaze me so much. If only the people knew you, 
they would laugh at the simple absurdity of trying to control, trying to master and take possession of what only you have the power over. (laughs) How absurd. How ridiculous. How sad. Trying to master and take possession of what only you have power over. I learned that sitting in your presence. You are ruling and reigning in grand authority over us. And we don't even acknowledge that it's you. We're racking our brains and becoming frustrated and overwhelmed over what you are allowing. Instead of just saying, I give. I give, Lord Almighty. You tell me what to do. You manifest your glory. You Give me your divine equation. You show me what buttons to push. You give me divine formula. You give it to me. Because I give. Sleep comes and I have no control over it. Age comes, and I have no control over it. I was once young, really young, but now I'm old. Death comes, and I have no control over it. There is a time to be young and a time to be old. A time to be foolish and a time to become wise. A time to toil and a time to rest. Ah, time. Time is so fleeting. It is here and then it's gone. Going to a place that I have never known before. Or even come close to fully grasping and understanding. It is unknown to every concept that I can possibly have of what time is. Because I'm feeble. But I do know that because it is so fleeting, time is so fleeting, I must redeem it. I must endeavor to make the very best of it that I can. It was not designed for me to preserve it or bottle it up in a capsule of sorts. Therefore, I have to use it. Yeah. That's what I have to do. I have to use it. And I have to use it until it is simply no more. 
in your presence. I promise you that I would redeem the time. So dare I spend it condemning and judging in unrighteous judgment? I think not. In your presence, as I sit, I promise you that I will endeavor instead to shower on my fellow journeymen's in simplicity all the love that my heart and soul can radiate. I will release it like a missile into the lives and the hearts of mankind. I'm talking about love. I'm talking about time. I'm talking about redeeming time in the spirit of love. The Bible says that love is the greatest gift that one can give. So, in your presence, it seems to me like love showered down is like a shield or a covering of sorts. I think that's what I'm thinking. That's why the Bible says that love covers a multitude of sin. Love covers. What all can my loving you cover? When I love you, when I beam out love to you, what all am I covering? How many hundreds of souls can I cover just with my love? The purity of my love, my Lord and my Savior, in the stillness of your presence, how dare I love you like this? And not love what you love, your people. Those made in your likeness and your image. Ah. In my precious moments with you, I get it. So I've decided against condemning. I've decided against judging unrighteously. Instead, I've chosen to spend the rest of my time beaming out love. I would like to see just how far-reaching it can be. With the time that I have left, I have intentionally decided that would be the course of action that I will take. I decided that I won't sit and wait for time to come and get me. I will work in the arena of love until 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 
death I do part. Condemning and judging unrighteously pains my heart. It causes knots and kinks to form in my stomach. Even causes my back to tighten and bend into that hump that is painful and ugly. The veins in my head throb from being angry and shouting condemnation and finger pointing. It is oh so much work. When I'm condemning and judging unrighteously, I cannot find my smile. My facial muscles are now distorted and twisted. Actually, they are set in one immovable position. I've decided, and I choose to love. Even in spite of your bad behavior and your shortcomings, and even when your failures outweigh your successes, Even when it looks like we are as different as night and day. Love causes me to admit to myself that we are not so different after all. Love causes me to admit that we will both come to the same end just at different times. Love also causes me to realize when I'm being judgmental. Once was you, my dear, but you are now washed. Once was you, but today you are now washed. Wow. Precious moments. Being in your presence, I decided that I can that I no longer want to spend my time remaining spend the remaining time. I do have some time left. That's why I call it remaining time. But I've decided that I no longer want to spend that time beseeching you, Father, for one thing after the other. I choose to enjoy our relationship. Actually, Father, I'm ready now to take our relationship to the next level. <laughs> I want to take it to another dimension. I want to really learn how to love you in the way that, that pleases you. I want to give you what you want. That's what my time is for. To learn how to give you what you want to learn how to see how you see think how you think want what you want 
to have my your desire become my desire. God, I so want to be in sync with you. I want our conversations to be full and meaningful. I talk, you talk. You listen, I listen. You tell me what to do, and I do it. I've made a choice to treasure your presence. To treasure our moments. I will drink in your voice, your touch, your lessons dispensed to me, your manifestations, your revelations. I want it all. As much of you as you want me to have. My greatest joy is in you. My greatest fulfillment is in you. The best time of my life has been in you. The best love that I ever had has been from you. You have allowed me to have so many wonderful things. And yet I know that they still belong to you. So they were never for me to possess. I am so glad that I was able to be all right when you removed those things from me. And when you said, enough. It was hard, but the more I sat in your presence, The more I enjoyed our precious moments, the more we talked, the more I learned that I wanted to please you in every area of my life. So when you asked for something that I wanted to hold on to, I chose to learn how to give it back to you. I didn't want my relationship with you to be a tug and pull. Not for you, my Lord. You deserve so much better. And so I stayed in your presence until I could release to you what I held near and dear to me. I wanted you to have what you clearly said that you wanted. I'm still getting to know you because I keep seeing so many things that leave me in awe of you. I think that's me making good use of my time. I don't have time for idle chit-chat. I don't have time to hear old refried problems. That's a waste of my time. I have to be in the presence of my Father. I do. So that I can be fresh and refreshed 
for someone that needs what I just received from the fountain of life. My father, you let me journey with you long enough so that nothing is more overwhelming than you. Nothing is big enough to sink me but you. There's no love greater than yours. You let me journey long enough to see that, to recognize that, to acknowledge that. And I respond back to your love with my undying love, with my obedience to you for loving me. I'm grateful that you chose to love me. I'm grateful that you let me find a place in you. You let me find who I am in you. Your definition is all over me. Your handprint is all over me. You have proven to be the easiest person to love. When I fall short in loving your people, I have only to hear you say, My child, don't say you love me if you don't love my people. Don't say you love my word if you don't love my people. Love them like you say you love me. Then I will know for sure that you love me. <laughs> you make me laugh out loud. You do. You make me smile. You make me attempt to run and leap and attempt to jump. You make me roll around in my bed talking and giggling with you. All of these are our very own precious moments. It is in our precious moments that I've learned how to live and how to love. God, you are all sufficient in my life. The best father a girl could ever have. He couldn't, but you did. And because you did, I vow to love you in obedience to your word until death I do part. Until death I do part.